Wonderful. Okay, I've, uh, I've gone well over where I should be at this moment in time, so I want to split this into two weeks. Um, that won't, won't be a problem. Um, we're still in Ephesians 6, but we're right at the very end. And I'm going to read from verse 13 to verse 20 this morning. Ephesians 6, verse 13 to verse 20. And Paul had just told them to put on the full armour of God, to, to be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. And then he, in verse 13 he goes on and says, Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand. To stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled round your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. There's a psalm. Psalm 86. It's a prayer of David. And it starts off, the first four verses start like this. Hear, O Lord, and answer me. For I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am devoted to you. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. That's King David. Praying, as we know, without ceasing. He says, for I call to you all day long. You know, I mentioned, um, I don't know if it's a hymn or a chorus, it's just a very well-known hymn and uh, what we used to sing. And I've said it before, it's me, it's me, it's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It goes, it's me, it's me, it's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's not my father or my mother, but it's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's not my brother or my sister, 
but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's not the people that are shouting, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's not the members I've been doubting, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not the preacher, nor the sinner, but me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not the deacon or the teacher, but me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And I often sing that because I believe it. I'm in the need of prayer. You're in the need of prayer. All of us. You know, we all have these uh, personal prayers, and, and a lot of our personal prayers are irrelevant to others. And when I say that, what I mean by that is, you know, many times, as you will know, I have misplaced uh, items like my keys, my phone, other small items. And after a lengthy time of me looking around, I stop and I say, Lord, just help me find this. Whatever it might be, my keys or my phone. And I don't know how many times, but time after time after time, I find it. Quickly or immediately. And I prayed those seemingly selfish prayers. You know, you're, you're, you're in a rush in your car. Lord, when I get there, let the, and I made you, let, let there be a parking space for me. Or even when I'm going into a big city, Lord, I pray that I'll have a parking space. And I don't know how many times it's happened, but I drive up, and as I drive up, someone's just driving out, and I find a parking space. These are irrelevant to a lot of people. I've been in those situations, and I'm sure others have, and I'm sure you're all relating to what I'm saying even now, where you're driving along and you notice that, you know, you haven't looked at your petrol gauge for hours and hours, and you look at it and it's on minus red, and you've got 10 miles to go, and you're saying to yourself, Lord, just, just, just let me get there. Lord, just let me get there. And I get there. I don't know how, but I get there. Well, I do know how. God's interested in me, and He's interested in you, and He's interested in your little prayers. And you know, it's not just me. You've, as I just give testimony about those things, you've heard other people talk to you about them, haven't you? And tell you, oh, you know what, I've done it, and this happened, and I've done this, and this happened. You've heard times when people say, oh, I, I got a bit lost, and I come to this crossroads, and I didn't know which way to go, so I just had to pray, Lord, just, just lead me down the right direction, and you turn right. And it was the right road, and you get to where you wanted to go. All prayers, little prayers, answered. And at first, you might think it's coincidence. But after the hundredth time, you realize it's not coincidence. 
It really is answered prayer. Let me tell you, me losing my keys has been more than a hundred times. Then there are the prayers. The bigger prayers. The soul deep weeping prayers. We heard them, some of them this morning. Prayers for healing. Prayers for lives to be saved. Those lives that could be lost. And we're praying for favorable outcomes to natural disasters, earthquakes and tsunamis. I'll just pray for my son today over in America. We've given testimony about our prayers for Michael sitting here this morning. We pray for the outcomes, don't we? Of atrocities and wars in, in all these lands all over the world. We pray for these things. Then there are the prayers for many brothers and sisters who are missionaries abroad, working in many countries, and we send them that text or that message just to say, we're praying for you. They're in need of support, in need of knowing that they are clothed in the prayers of the saints, equipped by God for the work that God's given them and set them. And when the outcome is favorable, when we hear that God has answered our prayer, that someone's healed, the baby lives, or, or, or whatever, we're encouraged. We're encouraged as a fellowship. We're encouraged when that man pulls out and we, when we get that parking space. We're encouraged by answered prayer. And we realize that we have a, an almighty, powerful God on our side. Johnny's going on holiday, Johnny and Marie. And they'll pray, Lord, because I know he doesn't like the, the, the getting in the airplane, but he's going to go, and he's been before. And it can be traumatic. But we're encouraged that he's a mighty God. And that he has us in the palm of his hand. And he's going to take care of us and keep us. Our text this morning is Ephesians 6 verse 18. And it says this, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people, the saints. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions. You know, for many of us, we think prayer is difficult. 
It's not difficult. It's more that we're a bit confused as to what we're to pray for or what we're not to pray for. We want to know, don't we, really? What, what kind of prayers are going to be heard, Lord? What kind of prayers are going to be answered? We want to know how to approach our God and pray. That's what we find difficult. And our text today brings to us this very important verse. You see, Paul writes, and God commands, that after we've put on this armour of God, we're to get involved in an activity. After we've properly armed ourselves and protected ourselves, the activity that we must be involved in is prayer. See, it isn't optional. It isn't like you can put on the armour of God and then just go out. It isn't an optional choice. It's a command. And it's in this very verse that we're given the key to prayer. You see, the key to getting your prayer answered is to pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. And then he tells us, and keep praying. He says, pray without ceasing in the Holy Spirit. And while we're waiting for that answer from a holy, gracious, merciful God, he says, while you're waiting, he says, not only pray and continue to pray, he says, but be alert. Be on your guard. Put on the armour. Keep praying, but be alert. So what's going on around you? What's going on spiritually? What's going on physically? Let me remind you, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Be alert. You not only need the armour of God, you need to be praying and be alert. You can't just walk out of here and everything's going to be lovely and nice for you. It's not going to happen that way. And I want you to know this this morning. And take this away with you this morning. That if you're not praying in the Holy Spirit, you are praying in the flesh. Can you catch that? If you're not praying in the Holy Spirit, then you're praying in the flesh. 
And no matter what the outcome of prayer, we're called to know and trust God. And in all situations, whatever the outcome, if Michael hadn't been sitting there today, I would still give thanks to God. Because he says this, that we're to trust that all things, as I said earlier, work for the good of those who love the Lord. All things, good and bad. Struggles, they work for the good of those who love the Lord. So remember that this morning. That if you're not praying in the Holy Spirit, you're praying in your flesh. One Thessalonians five sixteen says this: Rejoice always. Pray continually. Or another translation says, pray without ceasing. That's the one we all tend to know. Pray without ceasing. And give thanks in all situations, circumstances. For this is the willing of God in Christ Jesus for you. So what that scripture is saying, what Paul is writing there, he's saying whatever the situation comes before you, as a believer... As a person who's born again, who's to put his trust in God, whatever that situation that comes before you, good or bad, give thanks. Can you catch that this morning? Shall I tell you what we do? We moan. You know, you know if the situation ain't that good. You know what we do? We moan. I do. We moan. We don't trust him. When we moan, we're not trusting him. We're not trusting that this bad situation, God's going to turn to good for me. We're not trusting it. And actually, you know, it's by, you know this isn't God's will for me. But Dave Cook. And that baby, he was struggling. He's struggling. He doesn't want his granddaughter in this situation. But you can tell by that text we had this morning. He's now in a point where he's saying, in God we trust. It's out of my hands. I can't do nothing. Who's the only one who can do it? He says, His God. I'm going to trust Him. I have no option. I believe in Him. You see, the key to answered prayer, Paul tells us, is to pray in the Spirit. It is only the Holy Spirit who can reveal through Scripture 
God's will. And this is only according to God's plan. Only the Holy Spirit. Because He is very God. Father, Son and Holy Spirit. They are one. Any other prayer, any other plan, any other revelation is according to the flesh. One Peter three, twelve says this: For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. When you're right with God, His eyes are on you. His ears are attentive to your prayer. It says, out of the mouth comes the overflow of the heart. When your heart is right with God and the Holy Spirit is is in you, then what comes out of your mouth will be the unction it talks about of the Holy Spirit. And without that, your prayer ain't answered. It's of the flesh. It's evil. You see, God listens and answers the prayers of the righteous. You know you can be born again and yet you're living according to your flesh. And the Bible says, listen, test your spirit. You see, when he says test your spirit, he he isn't talking to the unbelievers. He's talking to the believers. He says, test your spirit. He's saying, test your motives. Why are you doing the things you do? Why are you saying the things you say? He says, test them. What can you test them by? You can only test them by the word of God. You can be born again. And you can be living according to your flesh. According to your own motives, your own desires. And God says, test yourself. And He's given you a book to test yourself by. It's easy to say, God's told me this, so this is what I'm going to do. He says, go and test it by the word of God. Because you know what? There are many out there who speak about God telling them. And it's completely wrong. And then three, four weeks later, they'll say, God said again. And they'll say, God said again. And once they're in that mode, they'll think every thought that comes, every desire they have, it'll be God telling them it's okay. Test it by the Word of God. You know why I'm going to tell you? Paul the Apostle himself, he said, I find myself doing the things that I shouldn't do. And the things I should do, you know what he's saying? I find myself doing the wrong things. Oh, what a wretch I am. He says, I'm the chief of all sinners. We're the same. If you're going to pray, 
pray what's right with God. If you want to know what's right with God, read your Bible. Come to your prayer meeting. Come to your Bible study. Find out what's right with God. Because if it's of the flesh, forget it. He ain't going to answer it. I'm going to leave it there. And I'll continue next week. Let's bow our heads. Father, will you continue to teach us? Continue to change us? Continue to draw us closer to yourself? Lord, we can't gain any more than we already have eternal life. But Father, the way we live, we can please you more. Lord, I pray that those who are here this morning, Lord, that you would guide our footsteps this week. Keep our minds and our hearts safe from the deception of the world. Lord, bless us. Hear our prayers that we've prayed today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.